0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This morning when we would have been in the cathedral for the chrism mass with all the priests of the diocese, most importantly with our bishop, the holy hour that we all made at 10.30 a.m. in our various rectories. And churches was a moment when I kept the same intention that I always do at Chrism Mass, which is for Nostris Fratris Absentibus, for those brothers of ours who are not present for whatever reason. Some of you have heard the story already of the chalice that I use every day. It's a very simple chalice. It was a style that was common enough in the 60s. And there are a lot of priests with that same exact chalice um, from that one silversmith in Baltimore. It came to me through the the hands of Bishop Keating by the intercession of Father Gould. The chalice had belonged to my childhood pastor, Monsignor Reinick. I had served his Mass many, many times. And the funeral Mass after his suicide was the the first real deep personal loss of my life that happened in the summer of Ninety-two. I just graduated f- from the university, and I remember thinking to myself that if I enter the seminary, if I end up becoming a priest, I'm going to ask the bishop to be able to have Monsignor Reinek's chalice. Very few of our brother priests have, have left us under worse circumstances, and to hold his chalice is to, is to hold the priesthood not just to to be um, cognizant of one man and his, and his sins, uh, and the terrible way in which um, various things led to the end of his life. Uh, involving the harm of many people it's a reminder that the that what precedes us good or ill is meant for our sanctification i would keep track uh, as a youngster I, I started thinking about the priesthood when i was Eight years old, I think third grade and there were those priests who inspired me to desire to become a priest like, like them and there were those priests who very differently inspired me to be a priest very much unlike them but, they, but in no way was I was I deterred it only made me want to be a priest even more, but to be a good one. And the circumstance of having been a prisoner at Saint Ambrose in Annandale, my whole childhood, and Monsignor Reinig being my pastor, threw together these these circumstances of being both deeply impressed by him, um, horribly sad uh, at his death, and then um, uh, shocked about what we came to know uh, or hear about him um, in the meantime. And so I... Today is a day that begins with uh, s- sad thoughts. Um, we have many brothers who are, who are in deep need of our prayers, and there are many good faithful uh, who, who pray for us, uh, who pray for us and tell us, who pray for us um, without even knowing about it, It can be overwhelming. So, for all those priests who are are not with us in this moment, um, we need to entrust them to the Blessed Virgin, Queen of the Apostles. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to Thy protection implored Thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into thee, O Virgin of virgins, our Mother. To thee do we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. On Holy Thursday, I also think about the priests who were just simply good fathers to me. Uh, I think of spiritual directors. I think of Father Daly. Uh, I think of Father Fred Miller. I think of Father Dar I think of all the... Um, uh, it's a good practice not to reveal who your current spiritual director is, by the way. Um, I think of all the priests who were who were fatherly to me in a way that I appreciated at the time, and it, and it developed into a bond, uh, whether it be priests who, whom I met at a retreat house or a monastery. Uh, I can't help, I will never forget that Trappist monk who at Gethsemane in Kentucky, hearing about my sudden loss of faith on the very day that I decided certainly to enter the priesthood during the last months of my last year of college, and he it wasn't his, his habit, uh, it might have been the red Asics wrestling shoes underneath his habit that I remember in particular, but I remember him telling me to, um, that he was glad, um, he was glad, he would be worried if I didn't have a crisis of faith when I was about to give up my entire life. other great priests who have, who have been um, in a singular way on, in, a, in a day, in a moment, or over the course of a long period of time. Uh, I think of the great, um, the great priests who not only taught theology or Scripture, but taught what it means to be priests. I, I think of my brother um, and, uh, and so many others. We we have a huge debt of gratitude f- to to all those priests who have who have helped us up until now. In particular, the, the priests who the priest who baptized you, the priests who have heard your confessions, the priests who have um, given you counsel, the bishops. Now I'm speaking to to my brother priest, the bishops who who brought you into the into the ordained life, the the bishop who ordained you a deacon, the bishop who ordained you a priest. And then the but give thanks to the priest who who did your parents' wedding. The, the priest who, um, I think of the, the priest who, who brought my parents into the faith. Both my parents are converts. It was a, a Jesuit in Frankfurt who, who brought my mom into the faith in the, in the late 50s and a, a Jesuit in Memphis, Tennessee who brought my dad into the faith in the, in the early 60s. I, will, I won't be able to thank them until I get to heaven. I did, um, for the maybe for the first time, I, I went through a list of all the priests who have ever served um, under my care, um, and I beg their pardon for all the hardship I've caused them. Um, but it, don't worry, this isn't Holy Thursday. Is never a time just to. To think about ourselves, because when we start to think about um, those whom we those whom we owe this great debt of gratitude for their priestly ministry to us, we we soon are thinking about Saint John Neumann. We're we're thinking about Saint Francis de Sales. We're thinking about Saint Charles Borromeo. We're thinking about the great fathers who who have given us the example and the teaching. Who who are uh, not just not just those who, who precede us, who are eternally above us, but by baptism uh, and for the priests here by ordination, they they are brothers. I don't think of them as brothers often, but they are big brothers. I'm used to thinking about having big brothers. But where does this all lead us? All obviously it leads us to think of the apostles, the first priests made by Christ, in all of their in all of their zeal, and all of their confusion and faith, and all of their courage and fear. It was on a it was on a night when there weren't many more people than there are in this church right now when Christ established the priesthood not by speaking of it but by exercising it by taking bread and wine and changing them into his body, blood, soul and divinity The priesthood doesn't exist for its own sake. It exists because the Eucharist must exist for for the church. For the worship of God. For the glory of God the Father through Christ and the Holy Spirit. Something fitting then is on our minds when we, when we see an altar and just a few people. But, but how strange and unnatural that the faithful aren't here filling up all the pews. As priests, we're, we are ordained for the sanctification of souls, for the, for the worship of God, to both bring the sacraments to the people and to prevent the sacraments from being sacrileged. We don't think of that too often. There are few priests and fewer bishops who exercise that second mandate to protect the sacrament. Occasionally it might happen when we're we're in the midst of hearing a confession that isn't even remotely penitent uh, or isn't in any way open to amendment. And we might have to tell someone, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to give you a blessing and I'm going to hope that the next time you come back, I can give you absolution because you're ready to make a complete confession. Occasionally that happens. but now in this strange time we're protecting we're protecting everyone from the holy eucharist in a manner of speaking it's it's among other things it's time to to consider how there are people that should not be receiving holy communion and it's our duty to find the way to explain it to them they they're not coming to church every sunday or there, there's, there are other mortal sins that, that are part of their life and they haven't repented and haven't been absolved yet. Those are things that we want somebody else to do. We want the bishop to do that. Our Lord entrusts himself to a priest like a mother receives a newborn baby and he, he knows I am totally unworthy of this and I can't believe our Lord has done this, that he has, he has given himself to me to be kept safe, to be, to be given properly to those who should have this life, to be loved, to be adored, to be understood to know that that through this we are worshiping God the Father and to worship God the Father means to love now for part two of the homily, but it's a lot shorter than part one. Holy Thursday is not just about the Chrism Mass. The Mass of the Lord's Supper is about the priesthood and the Holy Eucharist and is about the commandment to love. Of of course, Holy Thursday isn't just simply about fraternal love. It's not about, and it's not just about even agape. It's not just about love. It is about the worship of God, but we can't worship God without, without love, without loving him, without loving each other. There's no washing of the feet. There's no mandatum today by decree of the Holy Father. But the commandment to love is urgent because we all now have prayers that are more fervent than they were before for the church, for our, for our pastors, for our bishops, for the pope, for the, for, the, for the flourishing of the faith and for the sacraments to be understood and to, re- to be received for the for the country for those who govern her for those who protect her for those for for her enemies for 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 everyone and 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 these fervent prayers these urgent prayers aren't heard unless unless they're accompanied by love God hears us of course but our prayers aren't pleasing unless, unless they are accompanied by love, unless we love the person we're praying for. So as, as much as we have many people who desire to receive the sacraments, who desire to be able to come to church in large numbers, I know for me it's easy to desire urgently what I think I need without remembering to, to plead just as fervently for others, for the parishes, for the, for the diocese, for their families, for their countries. There's a proper priority to, to love one's own, to care for one's own. But I'm pretty sure God is going to continue to let us pray and not get what we want until we love. And so again, we turn to the Blessed Virgin Mary. We entrust ourselves to her and ask her to love those who um, serve our Lord as well as they can, but it's still incomplete. She loves even those who assist our Lord, but with um, mixed motives. She's still the queen and the mother of, of those who love our Lord, but have who have shallow roots and she can teach us how to love those who who put the nails into his wrists and who pierced his side. And so we ask Mother Mary, to be our mother on this night when the apostles fled. Fortunately, one of them, our own St. John, fled to her, as I imagine the gospel is unfolding between the lines, because he was found with her at the foot of the cross. We have all failed Jesus But if in our failure we seek out the Blessed Virgin Mary, we will return to where we ought to be. So we ask our Lord to give us His Mother as well. As we ask her to remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to Thy protection. Implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into thee, O Virgin, virgins our mother. To thee do we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.